back. M456 Black Tribe Podcast. We are joined once again by the Lisa Marie Black. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm always good. It's been a wild, crazy week. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, I hope your week's going well. Um, we're having a blast. We're doing all kinds of stuff, doing some heavy lifting on a company and interviewing job, my first job interview since 2001. I'm so excited. My second one is on Friday. you got to work. We're doing live. I don't want to work. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, we, uh, you know, we're having our marriage conference. Yes. In um, November, November 3rd through the 5th here in Colorado Springs. Here in Colorado Springs. Big shout out to 719 Lending, by the way. We're sitting in their studio that they let us have. It's incredible, incredible people. Shout out to Marquise. She's listening Hey, baby. all the podcasts. Thanks for all your help. Um, but no, uh, November 3rd through the 5th, and the leaves will be changing downtown Colorado Springs. It's going to be gorgeous. Going to have some killer content and kind of go after uh, marriages. Yeah, so um, long story short, when we were at the depth of despair in our marriage, uh, probably 15 or so years ago, and then again... <laughs> Last week, <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, "Oh my god, we need help!" And we couldn't find any <clears throat> conferences or anything or intensives that were less than five thousand dollars. Yeah, and that was um, after you got there and everything, right? And paid someone to keep your kids for a week and all that. So we are trying to do this intensive but relaxed at the same time. We want people's marriages transformed and we want them leaving with actual tools. Yes. So that they can they can continue to grow and heal. And then of course they can use our podcasts and reach out to us for coaching if they need if they need a touch up or whatever. But it's we've set it up so that if you have a great marriage and you're just looking for some deeper intimacy with your spouse and better communication, it's for you. If you guys are on the verge of divorce, and hate each other and aren't even sure how you're going to stay in the same room, which we're going to make you because that's part of the deal. We want that too. We yeah, want it. We absolutely. want it all. We're not afraid of any of it. Absolutely. And we're charging how much? It's only 1500 1499 yeah. And that covers your a really, really posh, yeah, nice room downtown. Very nice hotel. Brand new. Yeah. And um, all your meals. All the meals. A Friday night cocktail Good hour. meals. Not like... We're have a little fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. So Okay. Um, so GaryandLisaBlack.com. Just hit the schedule button and um, you can join us. Uh, make sure you do that before September 29th because we do have a deadline. Yep. And get that done. Um, and then if you're watching us on video, you're watching us on patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black. It's a buck a month. If you want to go on there and help us monthly, um, you can put $10 a month in there or $10,000 a month. Um, but we do exclusive content there first. And then I post these on Journeyman. So join the journeyman.com. If you as a man want uh, training and discipleship, that's 11 bucks a month. That's, I think that's, that's about a, a Starbucks a month, isn't it? I don't know. I Cut hate back Starbucks. Fast, I have no idea. Fast once a month. <laughs> All right. You want to do something a little different. We're not doing marriage today. Yeah. Well, we. Um, I, it's a question that's that's come up a lot recently is um, I think I woke up and said to you, if no one hates you <laughs> or no one's mad yeah. or no one's offended, are you really even impacting the earth? Yeah. And I thought, let's look at it from that perspective because... Uh, I think one of the hardest things about being in leadership, any kind of leadership, is you are the last to ever be thanked if anything goes well, but you are the first to be criticized if something doesn't go well. Right. And you never know what other people are thinking. You know, like this person, this leader didn't might meet this need. And there's so much leader hurt 
And there's so much like, I don't know, like all these people deconstructing their faith, which I think is beautiful if you have a guide. Right. If you have a relationship with God and the end goal is to have deeper intimacy with him and know his character, not to shun him. Out, out, out of hate. You don't walk away from God. Well, you don't walk away from God because of what yeah. some person or some, did. A leader. Yeah. And you know, we've all you and I are both <coughs> leaders separately yeah. from each other, and we're leaders together. And people love us or hate us, right? Which is all. It's hard for me because in my now, I know when I screw up. I know when I have not like pursued someone or or done something that I should have done. But um, my heart's pure. Like in, in, in trying to help people and your heart is pure. And we've been surprised at times by an email or, a, you know, message. message or something that's so harsh. And you're like, oh, I had no idea that right. I hurt you because I reminded you of your mom because your mom hurt you when you were little. And right. I'm a mother figure to you. And I didn't call you on your birthday or something. Well, the worst one for me. Um, and by the way, if you're watching video, Lisa just had her hair done today and it's brilliant. Well, Looks we, so good. I'm just staring at you. You should stare at me Jeez. because we just you, accepted the white. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Just so white. I, the one that gets me the, the most is when people ask us for coaching or they pay us for coaching or they just pursue us. And then I'll say things. I'll speak the truth in love, but yeah. I'll speak the truth. I say hard things sometimes yeah. so people can grow up. It takes something to shake us yeah. if we're going to transform. <clears throat> and then they get mad. And they don't like it. and Or they want to talk just to me and not to you, and it's a woman, and that's just not going to happen. I shut that down real quick. And then I? we never hear from them again. you yeah. know. And so that stuff can hurt for a minute. It's not a, that big of a deal. I love watching Deion Sanders now and what, obviously, he's doing in Dude, I just have Boulder. to confess to you, I have a huge crush on him. Yes, you should. It, but it's a full, <laughs> it's a full circle crush because yeah. I had a crush on him in the 80s. Yeah. And now he's just... <laughs> he's so cocky, but he's so I awesome. love cocky men. Yeah. I do. Because, well, if you're cocky and you have a reason... It's right. interesting. Well, if you're point, cocky and there's nothing to you, right. then it's kind of sad. And my point to that is he just said, I could care less what any of you think I about know, me. And, and he, it, yeah. he really means it, right? Yeah. And we're, we've got to that place. I mean, we care. We even have family members that are falsely attacking us uh, and f- attacking co- a company that we started that is completely out of the guy running its control. But people are just thrashing us and him. And, I, you know, we, we said the other day on a, a prayer call, one of our prophetic prayer calls, like, I, I can't even imagine being in politics. I would never want to be. <coughs> there are just nothing but scrutiny, criticizing, hatred. Oh, We've and just turned into just a hatred culture. On both sides. Okay. On both sides. So we're going to talk about hate. Yeah. And I, we're going to talk about what we do when we're hated. and Or are you going to talk hate, about... If you hate? If you're not hated, is there something wrong? No, I. this is a valid question that I have. I would love some feedback <laughs> on is I, I do know people that um, people don't have any opinion about, yep. but they're also not, they're like, oh, he's nice. She's nice, whatever. But they also aren't maybe making any impact on culture. They're not helping people transform their lives. Right. They're not really doing anything. And so they're no threat to anyone's camp. And I think if you're actually standing for something, you're a threat to somebody's camp. And so you, what we see in politics is there's, it's everyone's a good guy or a bad guy. Everything's black and white. And you are either for me or against me. You are either the solution or you're the problem, right. which is really immature. Well, thinking. they're all bad guys. But they're all bad guys. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's some good ones in there. But I, you know, that was my question to you is um, because I don't love being hated. <laughs> 
Really? No, because I'm actually a very lovely person. No, you and really I, are. No, and I try to be very kind to people, and I always will choose to speak life, and I will always encourage. And, you know, until you push me to a certain point, like you mess with my man, you mess with my kids. I'm nice till I'm not. As right. our oldest son said, Mom, you're nice until you're not. I'm like, exactly. And I don't want to be nice to enemies of what is what is sacred to me. Well, and I can say on... But as, I can be kind to them. As the years have gone by, and yeah. I haven't always been great at this, but we also are quick to repent. Yeah. And quick to ask for forgiveness if something was off. Yes. And even when it isn't, we are quick to ask for forgiveness uh, until... There's nothing else to ask for forgiveness for, and people can then do with, with that what they want. Yeah. Right? But I agree. I think if you're not hated, you're not doing anything. And it is our culture, and it's sad. And so we have to, as kingdom people, we're not in this world, right? We live in it, but we're not of this world. Right. We're not of politics. We live in a, a different realm. We live for the kingdom. There is a king. He has a kingdom, and he's put us on this planet to rule with him and reign, right? And and we've got that all backwards even in the church. We, we think it's about salvation and running around and trying to get everybody to think like we think instead of it just coming off of us and exactly. it, us being who we are. It was good. I just had a conversation with Marquise, so if you're listening, um, with her daughter. And her, her there, no, it was a great little okay. conversation of she's – you know, being taught, run around and do evangelism, which is fantastic. I'd rather her do that than something else. Yeah. Instead, and Marquise brought this up, she said, it's something that comes off of you, right? It's like who you are. Right. And people ask you questions. Right. People are and curious. See, that's the kingdom. That's exactly. what we want. Not, it's not that we don't want people saved, obviously, or tell them about Jesus, but we want it to be kingdom, not, and then we want them discipled, and we're not going to go down that road. But so we're hated, um, and so we know we're doing something right. And if we're hated and we've done something wrong, we're going to take immediate um, accountability for that and make sure we go and fix that every single time. Mm -hmm. We are going to follow, and I know some people don't agree with uh, Matthew 17, but I do follow that. If I go to somebody and they don't want to forgive and they don't want to fix things, then I bring somebody with me. And if they still don't, and it's a church issue, then I bring them to church leadership. If they still don't in the world, I, I just let it go because... If somebody doesn't want healed and somebody doesn't want to transform, I can't fix anybody. And no matter all I can how, do is humble myself. No matter how humble you are, you can't humble someone else. Right. Really. So I, I do think there's two different categories too. I think <clears throat> there's very few people that I deeply respect. And but those people, if I hurt or offended those people, I would probably crawl over glass to try and make things right. Right. But then there's just these trolls out there that don't that don't have a life. You know, they're 50 years old, bald men, petting cat, sleeping in their mom's basement, just making comments. Wow, you know, what a description. I've met them. Um, <laughs> the one time they go out a month, I've met them. But that's, I don't really care what he thinks. Right. Like, I don't put any value into his opinion. I don't know him. His character is not is not something that, that matters to me. So right. I do think there's different levels. I think the more intimate and the more I mean if you're mad at me I can't concentrate right but some yo-yo that that made a comment on one of my podcasts or my blogs that I don't know and doesn't know me right well that's why the enemy's called the accuser of the brethren yeah it's those that are closest to us that accuse us the worst because it hurts the worst yes and the enemy always uses uh, the people closest to us if you're in any kind of leadership 
the enemy will always try to bring a Jezebel into that mix. Mm. He always brings somebody that wants to be next to the guy in charge or next to the woman in charge. For their own Right, for their gain. own selfish gain. But they, they don't come across that way. They come across as angels of light. Honey, I know. And they're in every single church. They're in every single ministry. They're Do you think in they're in every sent single business. To yes, they're sent. They're actually assigned. And they, and they literally, their assignment, without them even knowing it half the time, sometimes they do know it, and we know many people like that, their assignment is to take the leader down, period. That is their only assignment. And you'll find them everywhere. It's a spirit. It's a Jezebel spirit works in a man and a woman. And it's manipulation. It's over-the-top reactions. It's all the things that come with it. We have a great teaching on it on our Patreon if you want to go find that. Um, you, you need to know that because if you're in any kind of leadership, this spirit will come and attack you every single time. And yeah. it is rampant in the church right now. And it's not just women. <clears throat> no, it's men and women. Yeah. It's, a, it's a neutral spirit, right? So what do we do to combat hatred? Well, I mean, we have a couple different options. Okay. <laughs> the first one we have is to do nothing. Okay. Which I'm great at that. <laughs> You mean like just ignore it? I am great at doing nothing. (laughs) No, I think that uh, the second that you get an email or a message or a text that you're just like, you can feel the accusation, you can feel the hate, you can feel the vile, you whatever. The first thing I feel like doing is throwing up. And then that's how I know not to respond in that moment. Because I won't be able to respond. I will only be able to react. Right. Because I am having a rush of adrenaline. And it's not even, for me, it isn't so much self-defense. It's just fear. Like, is this person going to hurt someone that I love because they hate me so mm. much? Or, And they usually do. They usually go after my kids or my man because that is going to hurt me the most. So I just gave you all some tidbits. Yeah. I, will take, <laughs> I will take you down, too, because I don't well, always do nothing. And, and it's fun for me because, like, one of our alumni is building his Twitter X account. Yeah. And he's really working hard on getting followers and he had one follower come on and trash him and so he trashed him back and then the guy said he's going to sue him and it completely freaked him out he thought this guy was really going to sue him and what is he going to do and he changed accounts and i'm like bro don't do anything but also maybe don't respond well yeah yeah Yeah. let it go is that what you told him to do yeah i said don't respond respond at all yeah because all you're doing is feeding you're feeding that little boy that's sitting in his mom's basement petting his cat who has no job and that's all they want is reaction they do so we we respond we don't react because maybe they needed that adrenaline so like oh i got him so number one you do nothing do nothing and that's an option and we have a verse to go with that okay luke 21 7 through 19 everyone will hate you because of me Hmm. but not a hair on your head will be perished or will perish stand firm and you will win in life stand firm and and you you will win win in in life life. so jesus is talking to his disciples he's like look boys you're going to pay the same price I've paid. You are going to suffer. It's part of the deal. And it's actually the only way. The kingdom is suffering. And you're going to overcome suffering. And people are going to hate you because of me. Because you're not going to live like other people. You're going to live by the fruits of the Spirit. You're going to live by Galatians 5.22. They're going to persecute you and you're going to smile and love them. Yeah. They're going to put you in prison and you're going to sing while you're in there. We live a different life. And let's be honest, in America, we've never been persecuted. Mm-mm. We're not persecuted. Mm-mm. The worst persecution that ever happened in the history of all time was in AD 70 with the Jews when Revelation, the book of Revelation, actually happened and who John was writing to. That was the biggest persecution, more than blacks, Mexicans, more than anything on the planet. That was the worst persecution that we've ever faced in our history. And what Jesus was saying is like, look, even when that happens, 
you're going to act a different way. You live a different kind of life. You mean because of the amount of people that were persecuted, like unto death? Is that the amount the and the degree in which they were persecuted. So it was torture. Yeah, it was complete. I mean, set on fire to light parties. Uh, I mean, just vile. To sacrificing babies. I mean, if you were a Jew, it was the worst thing. If you, you go read about it, it is unbelievable. And so, uh, and my only point in saying all that is that's what Jesus meant when, in Luke. When he said that, he's like, look, Everyone will even, hate you. this is going to happen yeah. to you and people are going to hate you, but you get to smile because you live not by the emotion of joy. You live by the spirit of joy. Jeez. Love, joy, peace, patience. We don't goodness, have a clue. Long suffering. We I hate know, that one. I don't like that one. Right. I was, we were coaching somebody yeah. last night and uh, he's learning long suffering. He is. And he's so beautiful. In yeah, it. Like, exactly. Why, it's like been two or three years we've been coaching them and just the softness that's come over him and what he's learning and his yeah. heart so full and he's so tender. And I thought that's, af- that's like, and it's, that's true. What he's going through suffering. is, yeah, suffering. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so, and again, that's why, you know, the fuck cancer campaign and all the stuff we do, <laughs> I just don't agree with because it's like cancer saves your life, right? Sometimes. Sometimes these diseases are what turn us to Jesus so that he can actually perform a miracle or yeah. we can go, go, be, go be with him. Either way, that's, he's going to turn everything together for good, Romans 8.28 says, for those that love him and do his word, do but his work. It may not look like you think it's going to But it's to never going to look like you think yeah. it does. All right, what's, what's another one? Well, another option we have um, is to not hate them back. Oof. And uh, this is something I, I actually do work really hard on. So... When I am confronted with these situations, <laughs> you work really hard on. I have not to work hating. really hard because okay. I, I, I'm, I think I'm a naturally angry person. Uh-huh. I think I was like born pissed off. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time punching the air. And you know, I drive fast. I listen to loud music. I have to, you know, I like to box. I, I have some anger in me. Um, I think. It's turning into more of like justice. I think I'm just a justice-oriented person, and I get really frustrated with injustices. So I don't have a lot of grace for people who lie, manipulate, or gossip. I just every anyone that knows me knows like if you're going to want to sit and gossip with her, she's going to turn away from you. Absolutely. She's not going to join in. So right. you just need to, and she also won't trust you again. So I, um, if somebody starts to sit and bite. Uh, do you know what that person did? You know that you're the person they're talking about next. next. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I don't know why people are so stupid to think that that's because they trust you that they're sharing someone else's information with you. Right? It's yeah, not about it trust. Work. It's about having zero integrity. So what do you do there? You actually, we both stop people and say, "Have you talked to them about this?" We even do that with our own children. Absolutely, um, for one another. And um, I was telling this girl that was doing my hair. We were having such a great time, and um, just. She just she was just telling me like I don't have a ton of example because I was telling her how much fun you and I have and the stuff we do together and she's like I've never heard a woman in her fifties say that and I was like I'm so sorry and she's in love with her adorable husband and they have all these adorable children and and but she's a, she's a unicorn she's never seen it before she doesn't know how to do it but she's just doing it and I was sharing with her that but doing marriage do she's she's. Being different than, she wants a different life than everything she's seen. Okay. She wants a, a healthy marriage. She wants to be in love when the kids move out. She wants to, and she's doing things now for that. But she was just saying that there was no examples of that. And I was just telling her, like, some of the things we did when we were raising kids to keep discord at a minimum was not allowing them to talk about each other and not allowing, um, and, and if they did come to me and say, hey, I want to talk to you about this mom, but I don't want dad to know. I would go to you and say, there's something going on with child number four. It was 
actually child number three that was <laughs> kept me on my toes. Well, the middle ones. No, four. The yeah, it was two four. two middle ones were the toughest. They were stinkers. They don't think they were, but they were. But <laughs> in order for him to trust me, I he had to know that I was going to keep his thing sacred. Now, I went with the same rules with my kids I did as a professional counselor, which was to... Um, if there's suicide, drug use, or any kind of assault or any, like, no, I'm bringing in Rape. the big guns. Yeah. yeah, I'm bringing in the big guns. But, you know, a problem with a peer or a problem with a sibling or whatever or something they were struggling with, I didn't tell you those things. I would say to you out of respect to you as their father, I'm having an issue I'm working through with child number four, but um, I'll let you know if I need help. But right now I think I have you know, I have it under control. Right. There was a bad crap going on. <laughs> and that gave, they trusted me. And so that opened my relationship with them to, the, for them to tell me That's good. things. So there's times you need to say things. There's times you need to not say anything, but where we don't, you never have an option when someone hates you because you could be completely innocent and they could just be a hateful person or they could hate what you stand for, or they could hate the God you serve or who you vote for, whatever. You just don't know anymore, but you do have an option whether you hate them back. Right. Here's what I've learned about that. You'll never sleep. Right. Because I've had insomnia since I was three because there's people that I'm just so hurt by. And when I went through this process mm-hmm. recently of forgiveness, I started sleeping for the first time that you've ever known me. Mm-hmm. You've never known me to sleep for more than a few hours at a time or or sometimes go days without sleep. So it's, I think the reason why God structured it the way he did is he, we don't have the choice of who hates us. We do have a choice what we do with it. Absolutely. And and in this t- day and age with woke and all the things happening, I'll say something like Master Sweet. I'm and, nervous and somebody will all the time. Correct me harshly that it's primary sweet. It's not a Master Sweet. And then I go, oh, I've never heard that before. Thank you for educating me. But they come across very hateful and yeah. very angry. And I'm just going to be nice because I, I get to be. Well, to assume you're racist because you, you repeated a term that we've been using our entire life. And we didn't no know someone right. had rebranded it right. to make it more comfortable for everyone. And knowing the history of it, I won't say it anymore. Right. I'm going to say primary suite. But there's a difference between educating people so that they can do better. You know, like Maya Angelou says, you, you know better, you do better. And lashing out at someone and treating them as if they're an idiot or a racist or or whatever you're accusing them of just because they didn't say something right. Not and that I there's think, not some of those out there, but I, I, that's exactly right. Yeah. We get to respond, respond, not react. And exactly. we get to respond differently in the fruits of the spirit. What's next? First um, Peter three, nine, do okay. not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for this is what you are called to that you may obtain a blessing. Yes. So I don't know if I read that right, but it sounds like if you return hate to hate, you're you're shutting off a blessing over your life. A hundred percent. It's unfor- like unforgiveness. Hmm. When Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. He's talking about you're, you have unforgiveness in your heart, so he doesn't know unforgiveness. He's love. Right? Same and with that you, scripture. When you explain that to me, that changed my life. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And for First Peter uh, 3, he's speaking to women who are being persecuted by their husbands. He's going, don't return hate for hate. Love them. Be, give them the example of what Jesus does. You may win one of them. You may end up saving one of them. Your, your husband, don't respond in hate. Respond in forgiveness and in love. Yeah. And these women were being harshly persecuted. So this isn't just a cute little thing no, Jesus wanted to teach No, I know. We always us. think this is right. cute. In America, we do, like because we, we don't know persecution at all, none of us. But 
at the degree that most people have. I, I, the people go through persecution. People go through suffering. And I do want to clarify, I hate cancer. My, my lost my mom to it. Um, but I do think we have to respond differently in every situation. We are kingdom people. We live a different way. Right. So what's the next one? Um, don't try to figure out why. Don't. <laughs> I think that um, the first thing that, especially women, I think sometimes we struggle with this is um, – like we were on this call with this couple the other night, you can say you're doing research or trying to figure it out or whatever, or, but what you're doing is you're keeping yourself upset because you are focusing then on that person that has hate. You're trying to figure out why they hate you. You're trying to figure out why they would say the things that they said. The best thing really to do is let it go. Because as long as you're trying to figure it out and you're putting energy and time and thought into that, you are making that a God. Mm. That's becoming something. It's it's getting bigger. And so if you think about it, if this person that just just sent you this hateful text or said this thing to you or, you know, because I work with so many young women, sometimes they will forward me um, a screenshot of a guy that they're dating. And I'm like, honey, that's abuse. (laughs) Right. This is not him having a bad day. Like, this is vile stuff that no one should ever speak to you, and you need to run. You need to get out of this immediately. I had a girl that was really trying to figure out where this was coming from with him, and she wanted to save him, you know, because he he was. He was a veteran. He'd been through some really hard things, and I think that is part of why he was reacting. I think he needed some real healing there. But to sacrifice her life for that is not worth it to me until he gets some healing. But... Her trying to figure out what went wrong and why he said those things when he snapped and turning them around and asking them of herself. There's a big difference between me coming to you in a long-term relationship and saying, you know, when you when you said this sarcastically in front of that group of people, I was humiliated. And I know that you would never want me to feel that way. That's way different than me, you know, sending you a text and saying, you are a vile, evil human being and you embarrassed me and I hate you. And I, you know, if I spent all my time trying to figure out why you did that, because it was really saying more about you than it was about me. Absolutely. Every time when you're attacked that way, it's always about the other person's issues. Consider the source. And that's why you can forgive so quickly. Yeah. That's why the Lord told his disciples, this is how you pray. Mm. Father, forgive them. Forgive me, forgive them. I want to be the quickest person on the planet to get to forgiveness. Right? So I, I've been attacked by somebody in our family harshly recently. And for me, I, I, it didn't even, it didn't affect my heart at all. I instantly forgave because I know that person is dealing with some very heavy, heavy things. They have to go get fixed. Right? So I take the truth of what is being said because there's always a little truth in something, right? I find I try to find that. Sometimes there's not, I'll be honest. Right. I'll find what that truth is. I'm going to own that for myself. I'm going to repent of that to the Father. I'm going to do 1 John 1, 9 because when I repent to the Father, I'm instantly forgiven. When I repent to my brother, then I'm clean, mm-hmm. then I'm cleansed, right? So I get forgiveness and I get cleansed. All in one swoop of forgiveness. That's why forgiveness is such a huge thing. So when somebody's coming at you that way, you just get to pray for them, forgive them, but don't keep going running back to the vomit. Exactly. And that's your point. That is my point, and I think that gets complicated with family relationships and marriage relationships because we have made family a little bit of an idol. Yeah, a little bit. We have. I mean, there's there's so many people that, I'm Italian, it's family first. It's I'm Polish, it's family first. And I'm thinking... 
you are surrounding yourself with some of the most toxic people I've ever met in my life just because you have the same last name. Right. You know, it's 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 all it brings into your life is chaos and confusion, which means you're bringing that into your marriage. You're bringing that into your children. Do you really want your children <clears throat> to stay abused because someone they are biologically? Con- I don't. I never understood why we give so many rights to parents that violate children, because if they had not been the parent, they wouldn't have any rights. And just the fact that your sperm or your ovum was was involved in this, you don't get to abuse that child the right. rest of their Absolutely. life. And and if you are married and this is happening and it's broken, that's why you're coming November 3rd yeah, through the 5th. dude. So we can have the Holy Spirit come and do some work in your hearts <laughs> and get you healed. Amen? Amen. All right, what's the next one? Number four thing, forgive them. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I think we've hit that one. Well, I think that there's a confusion <laughs> about that because I think the reason we all all struggle to forgive. I would like to meet someone that can look me in the eye before I leave this earth and say, so easy to forgive. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, lay hands on me. Let me know how this works. But (laughs) I think because we think forgiveness means, you know, we, I've worked with so many young women that have been violated and so many women that have been abandoned and so many, I mean, just in all the work we've done and to say, I know that your father raped you I know that he destroyed your body, but you have to forgive him. It's like we think that saying it doesn't matter that that happened. You have to forget about it and you have to have a relationship with him. That isn't what forgiveness is. Right. Forgiveness is saying I am no longer making you a God in my life that you can rule my emotions, ruin my day or destroy my life. Right. I'm taking the power back. Amen. That's it. That's all forgiveness is. And if you can keep that... Again, it's like boundaries. Yes, I'm going to draw spiritual boundaries. You don't, you don't get to violate this any longer, right? And I'm going to do that, and I'm going to speak the truth in love by doing that. But I don't have to put up with your shit anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do that because it affects me. Do you know you? That, that blog that I wrote um, on the holidays, and it, the title was something like, I don't have to tolerate your crazy just because it's Christmas. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I made so many people. So all my Italian friends were mad. Everybody was so mad. They just thought just because we have last name or we're sort of related or whatever, this the whole idea of like, you know, letting this child molesting uncle come to your house Christmas Eve because he has nowhere else to go. I'm like, well, he should stop touching children right. then. Yes. Maybe he's alone for a reason, but you're not going to touch my children right. because I'm a good Christian. And, and it's okay to do that, guys. It's, it's really important who you let in your home. But we've gone to blows with well, the fam over that Absolutely. because it's, your parents real thing. insisted that right. certain people be at our house. Number one, there's no family in the world that's not dysfunctional. Every family's dysfunctional. Number two, when one of those family members does have an issue and your kids know about it. Ask your kids. They'll yeah, tell you. Your children, will, they know. That's what Jesus means by becoming childlike again. Yeah. Your heart tells you, it speaks through your stomach, and you know when your little girls cross their legs when somebody walks in the room, you know something's off. That guy's not coming to Christmas dinner. He doesn't come anymore, period. And this is my home, my domain. Exactly. It's not happening. Exactly. All right, what's the last one? Okay, so if you forgive, I do want to read this. Ephesians. Oh, yeah, please. Because I know you're a spiritual man. <laughs> I am. I love this it. This complicated procedure. Um, Ephesians 4.32. Instead, be kind to each other tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Oof. So he forgave us on the cross, took it all on himself. I wonder what that felt like. Oh, my God. And he's saying, just forgive. 
Let them go. They're not your God. They're not your idol. They have issues. You've had issues. It's easy to forgive. And it doesn't mean, come violate me again. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means that I've completely released them and that heaviness lifts and I'm forgiven. And I I can pray and God can hear my prayers. Right when I'm in unforgiveness, he can't hear my prayers. He doesn't know unforgiveness. All he knows is forgiveness. So uh, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Right, I've been quoted that my whole life. They don't avail nothing if you're in unforgiveness. <laughs> God can't hear your prayers when you're in unforgiveness. And so I really that's a, it's a huge thing on this. It's 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 everything. Well, and Ethan Wendell brought that into uh, G42. Is he? We'd get together as a group and we're all praying and we're all crying and all. And he's like, hey, we're not going any further until everyone goes to whoever they need to in the room. If you're, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, if there's someone you haven't forgiven, if there's a conversation you need to have, if there's some truth and love you need to speak, do it now. And we'd all start moving around the room. Yep. And he Every was morning. right. He yep. was right. He's like, what is the point of us moving past this if we have anger or hate in our in our heart yep. towards our brother? Exactly. Okay. Good. What's the last one? The last one is bless them. Bless them. And I so think, not just forgive them, but no, bless them. And I think anyone that's been in the South would say, oh, bless your heart, which yeah. we all know is a backward saying, kick, kiss my ass. <laughs> I don't like you, but I'm going to say it real sweet. But that is, I mean, we are supposed to that's bless them. Exit, baby. Thank you. And I, I have, have I've actually been doing this is when th- these certain people pop into my head and I am saying to myself, sometimes it's three o'clock in the morning, I forgive them and I bless them. They're yours, God. I'm, I'm done. Yep. And it really has taken, like, it's anchored in me now. It's just like, because a certain person's name came up on Facebook the other day and I was like, I have no feelings. And I've had nothing but rage towards this person for like 25 oh, years. Awesome. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't care. Yeah, it took me 17 years to forgive I don't care. one person. And But every morning I made the choice to forgive. It's a choice that we make. And then it becomes a reality. Yeah. Right? So every day you have to make that choice. And then you sit in the Word. You have to get the Word of God around it. Yeah. Get into Psalms 139. Get into Psalms, right? And just sit in these scriptures. And then actually one day it becomes a reality. And they are forgiven and they hold nothing on you. What's your verse for that one? Um. Oh, shoot. Um, that one is Romans twelve fourteen. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Oof. That's a big one. Bless and do not curse. So, just real quick, we're going to go over um, why Jesus was hated. Okay, and he was hated for three main reasons. So, I think all we have to ask ourselves at the end of this podcast is: Am I being hated for this reason, or am I being hated because I'm an asshole? Right. You know, because you do need to look in the mirror. You do. If, if 50 people that love you and are close to you are telling you the same thing, yeah, you, you need to look it. in the mirror. Absolutely. But he was hated for these three reasons. He confronted empty religion. Ooh, I'm hated for that one a little bit. I like that you're hated <clears> for that, baby. <throat> Me too. Empty religion, meaning, and this, is, this goes back to everything we've been talking about, is the deconstructing of your faith. If the deconstructing of your faith is to falsely accuse the character of God, Right. You are going to end this journey miserable, possibly drug addicted, possibly on your couch, wasted, because there's no hope. If you're going to take that journey to say, there have been men and women in my life as leaders that have led me down an untruth, and they might have been the fifth generation of that untruth and been just repeating it. Right. Like a lot of religions that we know, a lot of cults, that's basically what they do. Or... 
Am I going to look at this and say, I want to know the true character of God and who he really is. I'm going to study and find that. And all that other religious stuff will just float away. Well, uh, Jesus confronted empty religion. He was trying to end old covenant thinking and bring new covenant. The new covenant didn't start until Acts when Holy Spirit came and came upon us and the demonstration of Jesus Christ on the planet through us. That was the new covenant. The That was ending the old covenant. Everything that we attribute to rapture and tribulation and all the crap theology that we've been taught is all it's talking about is the end of the old covenant. We're ending mm. living this way in religion and we're going to start stepping into freedom and into grace Away so from good. empty religion, we're ending the old covenant. Matthew 24, it's about ending the old covenant. First Thessalonians 4, ending the old covenant. It's not about escaping someday and some rapture that's going to happen, guys. That's empty religion. That's what we've been taught. So and you're that saying that Jesus empty. was talking about what people think is brand new on the earth right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like he cut you off at the pass. Yeah. And he's like, hey, in 2023, you're yeah. going to want to deconstruct your faith. And Jesus didn't know Let me tell when you. he was coming back. <laughs> and he thought he was coming back sooner. And he was talking to the culture and the people of the time. Just like when John wrote Revelation, the book, it's not Revelations, it's Revelation. When he wrote that book, he wrote it from Ephesus and he wrote it for the people who were being persecuted during that time. And when you read Revelation through eyes of unpersecuted, with unpersecuted eyes, you don't know what it's talking about. You can only read Revelation and understand it if you understand persecution or you've studied mm. it. No other way to, to know. And it's, it has nothing to do with the future, but let's keep moving. Okay. Um, that's the last one. Jesus loved the outcast. Oof. Do we love the, the orphan, the widow, there. the alien, the orphan, and the widow, the AOW? James 1, right? The only true religion, the only pure religion is when we do what? Love the orphan and the widow. Are we loving the outcast? All he hung out with was the outcast. He didn't hang out, hang out with the religious guys. He didn't hang out with the prosperity guys. He didn't hang out with anybody. That's why Jesus is the coolest. But the prostitutes, the orphans, the widows, right, the aliens, that's what he did. And if you're doing that, I promise you people are going to hate you. I don't know. I think we should just build really big churches okay. and keep them empty all week. I already did enough <laughs> damage on this one. Keep <laughs> okay. going. Uh, Jesus forgave sinners. So Oof. Jesus forgave. <laughs> I just, this is the picture I always, this is the, oh, and we're supposed Jesus to become like him, you yes. know? And so I, this is the picture I always get is sometimes I'm just like, God, I'm being persecuted and I'm being falsely accused and I'm a good person that they're saying I'm a bad person and I don't do this. And, and then I just think of Jesus on the cross and I think yeah. of all the bruises and scars and he for sure had a fat lip and his eyes were both busted and he's bleeding from everywhere and he's so full of anxiety that he is bleeding and sweating in the same motion his body is just he pouring out the blood in the water sweated blood and he's looking down and there's his mother and his best friend Mary and Mary and they're watching him be tortured. And people are not just physically torturing him. They're humiliating him and belittling him. They're, you know, if you've ever had a cut, you know, you ever shaved your legs and then gone in the ocean? You're like, wow. I, I haven't done that Okay, before, well, but. let me tell you, it's powerful. <laughs> and I'm thinking he's got all these open sores all over his body and they're urinating on him, which would be like pouring bleach on it. It would just be so painful. There was just no area where he wasn't falsely accused where he wasn't beaten and tortured and abused and humiliated and made fun of. 
And he stayed quiet when he was supposed to. He spoke up when he was supposed to. He knew when it was time. You know, he, he thought about how do I respond like, that's why he was drawing in the sand, right? right. Because he was buying time. Like, I got to respond. I'm going to distract these yahoos. Yeah. I can't fight them. Right. You know, I can't fight well, them. Well, and angry it, was, mom. it was the harvest during that, that time when he did that. And he was saying, Look, dirt, you came from dirt. You're going to go back. This is going to be fine, babe. They're all going to walk away. Watch. And he was the only one there when he looked up. She was the only one standing, the prostitute, the naked woman. So, yeah, that's, that is. The whole point. Yeah. Jesus, now people will say, well, I'm not Jesus. Well, guess what? You get to become him. Well, he's asking us to be like him. And I think <laughs> with what he's shown us, it's the least we could do. Yeah. You know, and it is it is a journey and he knows that and he's very patient with us. But I do think these particular things will keep coming up if we don't get Because there's things that used to mess you and I up 25 years ago that like we'll get a call, we'll be in the truck, we're don't talking about something else, and no. we just kind of laugh, and then we move on. Time to go have a party. And we don't talk about it again the rest right. of the day. And right. I think, you know, when we were younger, before we'd made choices to humble ourselves and learn and, and to look at ourselves and see where we were missing it, it would have messed up maybe the whole weekend. Right. Or maybe the whole week. or And maybe we would have, re- I mean, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but we were dating some guy um, contacted me. Oh, no, he was gossiping about our family, and I called him up. <laughs> called him out. Man, he shrunk back like now. Most people are wusses. So. Yeah, he backed way down like I was some big tough guy. But I, well, I threatened him. I'm going to be honest because that's who I used to be. <laughs> but now I think if I had received that message today, I think I would probably go, oh, honey, you don't know anything. Right. And I just probably would go on with my day. Just keep moving. Yeah. All right, guys. Beautiful, babe. Love it. Uh, Gary and Lisa Black. But don't send me hate mail. I don't deserve it. I'm well, a nice person. Send it to her if you didn't like something and I'll answer you back. <laughs> That could be fun. Uh, make sure um, you're supporting us monthly. One-time gifts. It's huge for us. That's how we're living. Um, I am going to have to do some things um, job-wise, which takes away a lot of what we're doing ministry-wise. I'm meeting people every week. Lisa's meeting people every week. We're trying to put good content out. Um, we'd like to stay focused. Going. We've got we're, it's we'd not like to for get lack down, of trying. Back down to Mexico in October. But we are, uh, again, very distracted. We'd love to do it. Make sure if you're married and you just want a tune-up, you want refreshed, whatever, join us in November. God bless you. Thanks, guys. Beautiful.